Hi, I'm Denny Van. I live with severe food sensitivities. I'm Chef Ken, and I teach people with food sensitivities how to cook. Welcome to the Food Sensitives Podcast. Welcome back. Today we are in for a special treat. We are talking with a local university student here in our area, Karen. Karen, welcome to the Food Sensitives Podcast, and thank you so much for coming on and talking about your sensitivities and your allergies. So first off, tell us a little bit about yourself, you're going to school, and what specific uh, either allergies or sensitivities do you live with? Uh, yeah, um, I am uh, currently an NIU student studying health sciences, and every day I live with a sensitivity to coconut, tree nuts, bananas, eggs, and I have an actual allergy to a lot of tree nuts like almonds that can be a little dangerous for me. Yeah, so what happens when you have uh, the allergy? What happens to you? The actual allergy, I will get um, asphyxiation or like my throat will start to close or it'll get harder to breathe. Yes, absolutely. And then for your sensitivities, um, what are the main sensitivities that you live with every day? The, oh, the hardest ones are probably wheat, corn, and coconuts, because those are found in pretty much anything, and all of those give me really bad skin reactions. My skin is always the first to react. And for everybody, it's different. Like for you, when you're going to school and stuff like that, and you're cooking for yourself and you're doing all of those things, um, as somebody with a food sensitivity, how do you protect yourself? Uh, the best way to protect myself is I always read the ingredients. And if the ingredients choose to be vague, like saying natural flavors or natural ingredients, then I will just assume it's not safe and not buy it. Because of your sensitivities, and you said wheat and corn are your big ones, and um, staying away from coconut. And I noticed that they're putting like coconut oils in almost everything. And have you noticed like eating regular things? Have you noticed like you said reading ingredients? Do you still read ingredients of those products that you buy regularly? I have to, yes, because there have been multiple times where a product will um, change their ingredients. Happened with everything from like breads to soups to soaps, like an ingredient will just change and I can no longer partake or consume the product. You know, we were recently talking about, um, there was a protein, you were mentioning that there was a protein shake you used to make all the time. And when you read the ingredients of this protein shake, you realized there was an ingredient in there that is actually from corn. And you mentioned you almost need a, um, a chemistry degree to understand what that is. So somebody even reading ingredients and you see something and you don't recognize it because they use their their chemical root compound. I think it was, uh, it was a protein shake that you were consuming regularly. And after reading the ingredients, you realized, I forget which, what ingredient it was because I'm not a chemist. It was a maltodextrin ingredient that is usually a, some sort of binder. However, after doing research, you like 
had needed to need to discover what these ingredients are derived from. And that's when I discovered, you know, what is maltodextrin? So I looked it up and it's derived from corn. So I've been having corn while trying to have protein shakes and that would explain the mysterious skin reactions I was having yes, that I didn't have an explanation for. The importance of constantly reading those ingredients. Yeah, because I remember you saying that protein product that you uh, used to consume, they touted grass-fed uh, whey and all of these natural ingredients, and yet you were still reacting thinking that you're eating something healthy. Yeah, and so you're going to school and you've taken chemistry and those things. Tell us about how you um, go to school and stay protected. Well, I think the biggest thing that's protecting me right now is I don't eat school food. I always have to pack my own food. And usually my own food, I have to make everything from scratch because down to baking powder for breads, there's cornstarch in that. So I have to make my own baking powder, my own breads, my own pretty much everything, unless it's truly transparent on what it is on the ingredients, then I can actually buy it. Yes, absolutely. And so you've had to pretty much become a chef, right? In making all of your own from scratch, everything. What are some of the favorite, your most favorite things you like to make? Well, I've really come to love a certain brand of rice flour that has been very transparent to me. So I've been making things like waffle breads to make sandwiches because sometimes you just miss sandwiches so much. But being able to have be being able to make things like pastries or you know things that you really can't eat anymore. You crave them, right? You crave them. It's nice to just be able to have something once in a while that everyone else takes for granted. Yeah, absolutely. So that you can enjoy life and instead of suffering the consequences consequences of eating the wrong kinds of foods, you're learning how to thrive. And so um, what is your degree at this local university? What are you studying? I am currently studying health sciences, which is a bit of an umbrella study that involves a plethora of things. But right now my focus is getting through health sciences to apply to medical laboratory sciences at NIU to study um, what they study in medical labs, like all the testings and... That's definitely needing us needed right now, especially during this time where we definitely need those labs quickly, right? Good on you. So you're taking basically a medical path for your classes then. So you have to take chemistry and, and biology and all of those classes. Have those classes helped you with your uh, living with food sensitivities and allergies? They have because they open up a whole new understanding of how things are made and where they come from. So you're reading an ingredients list, you realize there's a lot of long names on there sometimes because they're chemical names. Each part of the chemical name means something, but it also means it's derived from something. So knowing where it comes from has been a very powerful tool to cut out what I'm allergic to or sensitive to and just feel better overall. 
that is definitely a big confusion for a lot of people who don't have a degree in chemistry to be able to read those ingredients lists and understand and make a conscious knowledgeable decision to eat those things so it's it it kind of blows my mind where you're talking about you know the chemical names of these things on ingredients lists so people really don't understand they're not making a knowledgeable decision yeah and you mentioned too that you're minoring in nutrition Yes, I haven't gotten very far in the minor yet, but I am minoring in nutrition to help because I, while I want to do like medical laboratory, I also want to focus in on uh, foods, possibly food engineering or food science. Love it. We definitely need more of that, especially from people who are very aware of sensitivities and food allergies. So thank you. So if somebody were to say to you, hey, I just found out I have these food sensitivities and food allergies and I'm overwhelmed and I don't know what to do, what would be the first thing you would recommend to them? It, it heavily depends on what their needs are, but I think I would say you would be surprised about the alternative options that are available to you if you just do some experimenting or maybe a little research. Or, Absolutely. Or sometimes just, you know, asking for help, getting creative with somebody else and just playing with what you can have instead of focusing on what you can't. Love it. And, and do you have your own recipe book? I do. I usually keep it all online for and so I can keep backups and all that, but I do keep my own recipes. I usually base them on recipes I find and then modify them myself for what doesn't work for me, what can work instead. Absolutely. So you have that creative bent where it's like, all right, what can I do differently and how can I change this recipe for my needs? That's a gift. That's true art right there, right? Being able to do that. So how long have you been on this journey since you discovered your food allergies and food sensitivities? I didn't discover I had food sensitivities or I was in denial that I had food sensitivities until my very early 20s, late teens, when I was already very inflamed all the time, where I felt sick all the time. Like there were more days I felt sick than I felt healthy. So it was about time to say, okay, it's time to find the root cause and start making some changes. Excellent. And the only way to really do that is to really clean up the diet and slowly introduce things, unless you want to pay for the allergy test, of course. Yes, absolutely. And so, um, you know, getting that allergy test is confirmation for it. But if you already know your body and you listen to your body and how it reacts, you've discovered some of those sensitivities without an allergy or food sensitivity test. And what are some of those that you've discovered? Well, by getting off of things that I know are common allergies or I suspect are allergies such as wheat, corn, nuts, and many grains like quinoa and coconuts and even certain fruits like pineapple, bananas, I've mainly focused my diet down to lean meats and vegetables 
for several weeks, maybe even a few months. And then slowly you add in maybe some wheat, instantly discovered a reaction there. Add in some corn, particular, are really hard for me to consume, yes, without heavy spices or a lot of like cheese because it has a strange taste. And I always associate strange tastes with potential allergy because my father, who has a severe nut allergy, also gets strange tastes whenever he gets something with a hidden nut in it. He gets this really strange, bad taste. As like the first, he can't get rid of it. That's like his first indicator. And that's where I associate taste with egg because I also get a really bad, strong metallic taste when I have chicken eggs. Yeah, good for people who are listening to know because so many of us are very disconnected from our bodies where you notice these things right away. It's like as soon as you eat something, are there any sensitivities that you have that might not show up for 24, 48, or 72 hours? Uh, Yeah, usually corn and coconut and a lot of my allergies are delayed onsets because I don't really know if I had gotten weeded until maybe seven hours later or corned until I'm getting sudden rashes the next day. Usually it takes 24 hours, sometimes 48 hours until I really know that what I ate had something I shouldn't have had in it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I got to tell you, one of the things I love about you is traveling with you. So for people who travel, what would you recommend that they do to find food when they're traveling or going to college or, you know, going places where you have to buy food outside of making it yourself? Well, one of the biggest recommendations I would say is like looking at online, most things, everything has a website these days. So usually when they have a website, they'll have a menu. Take a look at their menu. What do they have? Do they list their ingredients well? And if you find like a list of a few things that you could eat, maybe by asking like, don't include the bun or no fries, or you can then go check out the restaurant and then don't be afraid to ask the chef. And if they cannot give you a clear answer, it's always safe to assume it's not safe. And don't be afraid to just check around, check multiple websites, have a plan B, have a plan C. Don't put all your eggs in one basket, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. We've traveled and you are a godsend when it comes to traveling. And for our listeners, Kieran is my son, second son, and he's 26 years old going to the local university and living with food allergies. And as a family, we are learning how to not only live with these, but thrive with these and be able to, uh, turn this around. And you mentioned one thing that's really, really important. It's, it's your mindset. You talked about not looking at all the things you can't eat, but focusing on all the things you can. So have you come up with recipes and stuff like that based on the ingredients you can eat? Yes, I was definitely in denial for the longest time because eating is such a social thing, but it's also such an enjoyable thing. You have your favorites, like pancakes or chocolates or you know things you've grown up with that are just so hard to let go of but it's a mindset when you focus in on what you can have 
what you can't have, you might find new favorites or you might find a way to revive old favorites by finding alternatives that you can have. It just takes a little more effort and work in this time and in this day and age. Thank you so much for taking the time to let us, you know, let our listeners know that you talked about being in denial. This is, this is huge. And being able to face your fears and ask questions and all of these things coming from, you know, somebody who's maybe fairly new to this journey and learning how to live with these sensitivities. So oh, I was just going to say it has to come from the heart. You have to decide, is this worth it? And in the end, it's, it's really up to you. It is the mindset. Yeah, absolutely. And so can I ask you, making these dietary changes and getting all these foods out of your diet, was it worth it? It was worth it. Yes. From absolutely. just feeling better, feeling energy, feeling more comfortable in my own skin that's not itching all the time. Excellent. Yeah, thank you. So, Chef Ken, any reminders that we need to know about? Nice hearing from you there, uh, Key, and uh, welcome aboard. Thank you. Wonderful young man. But for me, remember, it's always the recipe book. Recipes, recipes, explore, draw, doodle on it, whatever. Just get in touch with it and that's that's what it is for me. So send me your favorite recipe so I could try it. And those who send me their favorite recipe, I'll send you mine. And let's do it. 